What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to episode 48 of Two Dudes of Sports News. As always, my name is Garrett. I'm here with my co-host. What it do, what it do. This is Jalen Prince. So we're coming to you a little bit late. Sorry, life has been hectic lately, um, and yep. we, we do what we can. But, you know, we're yep. back. This episode is going to come out after game one of the finals. So far in mind, any predictions, we're not even going to do game one. We're just going to get into it. But anyways, let's. Uh, so we got to talk about this. My Celtics. Yourself were a game away from history. A game away from history. They mm-hmm. made history. They made history. It was an amazing comeback. Uh, we blew it. Oh, wait, you're talking about that history. I'll think about another history. What other history? Uh, you came back 3 0, but we did. um, you tied it up 3 0. We did, but after all that effort, <laughs> easy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a joke. I got a joke later on. So, like, go ahead. Right, 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 right. Go ahead. So here's my thing, and I'm not trying to use the injuries as an excuse, but you can see that because Tatum was playing through injury. I don't mm-hmm. want to say that's the reason why we didn't win because it's not. Mm-hmm. It would have been closer, but it's not the reason we didn't win. The Heat just played better. The Heat are a a all around good team. They're a very deep team, and that's the one thing that makes the Heat separate themselves, honestly, from the rest of the NBA. They are the exception. They're a deep team across the board. They're doing something that, and it's honestly, they're playing. They're basically playing money ball and basketball when you think about it. You have a lot of these guys who average, and I'm going to pull up some of these season averages in a little bit, but and you have guys who usually average anywhere from, what, seven to eight points a game, and they run, what, like a nine to ten man rotation? You get 10-man rotation, you get guys who are averaging 10, 12 points a game. 10-man rotation, 10, 12 points a game is 100, 120 points. Most given nights, you're going to beat most people. They're playing money ball and basketball, basically. And I'm not knocking it. it. It's working, clearly. Jimmy Butler's an absolute dog. I will never take anything away from Jimmy Butler. But you have a team, and Caleb Martin is trying to get paid. You can't tell me that man's not trying to get a contract. That man willed them to a win in Game 7 by not missing a single shot. Obviously, he missed shots, but y'all know what I mean. It was It's a situation to me where he's – the Heat are one of the only teams that is deep pretty much across the board. They don't really have a ton of glaring weaknesses in too many areas. It's all very, very deep and spread out very well across the board, whereas almost every other team in the league has one to three stars on each roster. And we're going to get into some a little bit later, but it just – he played better. That's that's just it is what it is. He played better. I've heard several people talk about how the Celtics were the better team um, on paper, and on paper. To quote Trevor Lawrence, game ain't played on paper. Yeah, unless you're playing tic tac toe. A um, couple other games too. <laughs> he, 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 uh, listen, I the Heat were the better team. Here's the reason why. The Celtics were the most talented team. They had the more talent. Well, except for, you know, the Celtics starting five, according to Gilbert Arenas, but we'll get into that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Celtics had more, had more quote-unquote talent than the Heat. But the Heat were the better team. The Heat knew what their identity was. The Celtics right. did not. The Heat knew is Jimmy Butler and everybody fought. I'm falling line, follow your role, do your thing. Get Vincent, knock down threes, hit some hit some mid-range shots, play good defense. Duncan Robinson, pull that trigger. 
and play some and try and try your hardest to play defense. Bam, play good defense, get some boards, facilitate the um facilitate like a Jokic or Demonis Sabonis, facilitate the ball as a big man, space it out. Not down mid-range, post him up, attack, uh, attack. Jimmy Butler, you're him. Uh, Kyle Lowry, you're a veteran. You got the experience. Knock down timely shots. Make play, make plays. Get some charge calls. That's the that's the I that's the identity of the Heat. That that's been that since game one right. of the first round against the Bucks. That's what beat them. Yes, other yes, a lot a lot of that has to do with luck. Um, their whole entire journey, but luck fades away once it happens more than once. Then you gotta go ahead and go to magic. Let me. What do I mean by that? The most hated team in the state of Alabama is the Auburn Tigers, in my opinion. Remember, they went on that roll on that run in twenty uh, twenty thirteen. They had the, um, the prayer of Jordan Hare against Georgia, and then mm. they had the kick six against Alabama. The prayer of Jordan Hare was lucky. Then the whole lucky season. That went away after the kick six. And then they went all the way down to a national championship game. Lost to Florida State and James Winston. Right. The rest is history. With the Heat right now, what they're doing, we're, we're seeing a Cinderella trend. Where a team that was just fighting to get that AC lost to my Atlanta Hawks, got dominated by my Atlanta Hawks, and been dominated like that since. Beat the Chicago Bulls. You beat the Bucks. You beat the Bucks in five. Yeah, you beat the Bucks in five. Um... And really, that and Jimmy Butler had to be him in Game Four. Right. Fast forward to the Knicks, you dominate them. Everybody down to you, but you dominated them. You won Game One of that, and then you go to the Eastern Conference Finals against your Celtics. Everything and like everything that led up to that came into fruition with how the Heat were the better team. They already had their identity. They kept that going. But we started seeing, but like during the whole journey from the Heat's journey to the Celtics, we started seeing flashes of the Celtics do, do not have a sustainable type of play. They have the talent, yes, but mm -hmm. the team is not really there. We saw we saw spurts where it kept breaking. The pieces weren't all put together. The bridge wasn't all fixed up and up to date and up to code. Mm -hmm. While the Heat, they had a full constructed full constructed bridge. Now it's not as flashy. It ain't got no lights. It's made a cement wall. It's made a cement wall. Something that you drive over on I-16 or of or the state of Georgia. I was about to say but that's a the, very local reference. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but it's not it's not all flashy. It ain't LA. It ain't like New York. It's not all that. But it's enough, it's sustainable, whether no matter how many cars is on it, no matter how many trucks is on it, no matter how much weight you put on it, it's going to sustain and get you where you need to go. That's been the Miami Heat, not the Celtics. That's what I was saying. They've they been, they been an Indiana Jones wooden bridge. You don't know if you're going to make it cross. <laughs> you could take one step. I that. You could take another step, but that one other step could possibly break, and you might not fall. But you could. With the Celtics, we see too many fronts, too many lacks, and they gave and they've given up too many, too many games that they possibly should have won. They've mm -hmm. had the more talent. They haven't been a better team because they have been able to uh, like keep that consistency and dominate the way they're supposed to. Talent, uh, talent failed. Hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Yeah, that's fair. 
And I mean, like that goes back to what I was saying with the Heat play Moneyball. I mean, like if you look at their look at their postseason stats, if you look at their postseason stats, Butler's averaging 28, Bam's averaging 17, Caleb Martin's averaging 14, Vincent's averaging 13, Tyler Hero was averaging 12 in the game he played. Oladipo's been putting up 11 in the games he played. Struce averages 10, Robinson averages 9, and Kyle Lowry averages 9. Like the, And I'm rounding up for Kyle Lowry. It's 8.8, but it's fucking 9 points. The reason why I'm cussing to this one is we'll, we'll get into this later. This is an explicit episode, so if you have a problem with that, figure it out. Uh, sorry, Mama. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jalen's mom. There's just a couple of things we're going to talk about and that we play later that you'll, you'll see. But it's – you look at these guys who are – they're coming through. I mean, they're playing – how they need to play. If you have all you need from your starting, you know, seven, eight man rotation, if everybody averages nine, nine, 10 points, seven, eight man rotation, averaging 10 points, that's 80, 90 points or 80, 90 points a game. Like that's, that'll do good for most teams. And you have a star who takes it to the next level. So that's what they're doing. And if you look at it in the playoffs or during the regular season too, it was very, very similar. That's what the heat do. But to go back to what you said, I feel like we have to play a sound uh, that you sent me a little while ago from uh, to say legend would be generous. Uh, former NBA player uh, Gilbert Arenas. So he made some comments and Jalen, I know you got that audio ready to play whenever uh, whenever we can do it. He made some comments about the Celtics and everything because, I mean, there's there's been some doubts coming in. And the one thing I will say is, you know, we'll talk about injury. We'll talk about all this stuff. Like I said, I we didn't play, we didn't lose because we were injured. We we lost because they were just the better team. But Jalen's got the audio queued up for Gilbert Arenas and his little comments. So let's get into it again. This is going to be an explicit or explicit part of the show. So if you want to skip this, you can. Out there, this is how horrible your team really is. You take your two stars, you put them aside because they're stars, right? The other three starters. Marcus Smart, as a starting point guard, he ranks 27 out of 30. <laughs> White, as a point guard, as a starter, 29, 30. Now, if you add in all the six-man guards, like the Jordan Pools and the Bones, them two motherfuckers is in the 30s for guards. That is the two guards that you are starting with. Now... Let's add Horford as a starting power forward. The only nigga he's better than is Kevin Love. As a starter. What Kevin Love got to do with What I'm saying is, as a start, Kevin Love plays, what I'm saying is Kevin Love plays five to seven minutes. Right? So obviously he's going to rank last. Horford is right in front of him. So three players on your team is in the back of starters. Who the fuck are they going to be? So to that point, I would love to get into this just a little bit. Jalen, I know you've, you've got your two cents about this. Here's what I'm going to say. You want me to go first? That way you can get your rent. Yeah. The only team that does this doesn't account for is the Heat. Almost every single team in this league, 29 other freaking teams, have one to three stars on their team. If you take the stars away from the lineup, you have mid across the board. That's how stars work. They make your team better. You take away Jimmy Butler from the Heat, you're losing almost 25, 30 points. You take away Tatum, take away Brown. Yeah, you're losing a ton of points. He literally said nothing 
This is the most overrated nothing burger of a comment ever from three-time all-star Gilbert Arenas, who has uh, just about as many accolades as Marcus Smart and just about as or less accolades than worst or second worst center or power forward in the league, Al Horf- or Al Horford, Mr. Five-time all-star there. You've got a guy who is commenting on things that, yeah, great, he played in the NBA, but all he's saying is he's saying nothing. He's saying nothing that you don't. If you take away a team's best players, Jalen, are they good? Depends on the team. You 99.99% of the time, if you take away a team's best players, are they good? I'll give you, actually, nowadays, we can go 90 or we can go 80. I have a reason for that. Okay, but you, there are always exceptions to the rule. Yeah. But basically what he said is if you take away a team's big two, big three, they're terrible. Yes, that's how big twos and big threes work. That's the point. That's why they don't always work, but they also absolutely dominate when we're on the court. You see, if you take away Holiday and Giannis, what do you have in uh, Giannis, Holiday, and Middleton? What do you have in uh, Milwaukee? Nothing. You got a you got a long team that can shoot, but they're like not. That's not going to win you. Maybe get you a game. You take Dame out of Portland. What do you have? Nothing. You take oh, LeBron yeah, and Nate. You take LeBron. Okay, and that depends. LA, nothing. A lot of that's going to depend on context because you got to consider Anthony Simons. Remember. Portland did win a lot of games. Um, Portland did win some games. They performed very well when Dame was out for the rest okay. of the season. So, but at that like, point, you take away Dame context. and you take away Anthony Simons, you have nothing. Yeah, it, it really is going to depend on the situation. Do you need a game? Do you need a few games? Do you need a series? If it's a series, then they're going to lose about five. They're going to lose about like four or five. What he's so saying it really just goes you, in the context. What he's saying is, if you take away the stars of the team, then the team is not good. Yes, that's how that works. Yeah, that's how that's how, like that works in <laughs> all that works in all sports. It doesn't mean anything. It, it, that no. works in all sports. Um, he's right. The Celtics aren't super deep, and I'll give him that. But his comment about if you take away the best players, they're terrible. Like, yeah, that's that's the point. I, that's not, why not they're the take best away, players. It's not even the takeaway part. It goes into like if your if your star players are playing bad. Yeah. That was, at that, point the, that take- was a lot of that was a lot of the problem in this series. Mm-hmm. Tatum was playing bad. Tatum was having some bad up, games this series. Up to like again, remember, Jason Tatum has been fighting to be on that superstar, get, getting that superstar open mm-hmm. room club for a minute now. Since right. he's I think into a third year in the league. Jalen Brown was a turnover waiting to happen. I yeah. mean, like, I'm literally like Mind you, he's a Georgia boy, so I try to like make my comments very, uh, very considerate as possible. I like Jalen Brown. I like Jalen Brown, of course, and I want him to come to Atlanta. That's another story for another day. His handles were bad, man. Like he just kept losing control of the ball, and you need him to step up after Tatum got hurt. Now, albeit injuries are part of sports, right? But it's game seven, right? It's game seven, right? And he gotta find a way to get a game. And to his, that's all I'm saying on that one. To his credit, he played through it. Yeah, to his credit, he played through it. To go along with uh, Gilbert Arena said, I understand where he was coming from. And I actually, I don't, I don't deny it. He, what he said wasn't wrong. You take away, like Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, if they don't show up, your team is not going to win. Smart was actually playing, but be- shooting better from three. I think it was, what was he around like in the forties? Something that like series? that. Smart was playing well. Smart was, Smart Smart was, was doing playing, his best to carry. Smart was playing well. He's doing his best he can. But like, dog, the problem, the Celtics has been the same problem since y'all let go of IT. Y'all have been had an, y'all have had issues with the point guard positions since you let go of Isaiah Thomas. That's fair. And y'all haven't not recovered, and the basketball guys have been punishing you since then. What y'all, do is all, what y'all what y'all did 
what did y'all do this offseason? Y'all went up and picked up Malcolm Brogdon. Mind you, Malcolm Brogdon, he was he he was already he was a rookie of the year. I believe he was a six man of the year. And like he was six mm-hmm. man of the year this year. He was supposed to be that guy to be able to manage and play really good uh general like floor general type basketball. He was supposed to be a point guard for y'all. That didn't come to fruition, especially after the whole Ime Udoka situation. Everything changed after that as far as the mentality and the aggressiveness and the intensity of this team. That shifted. Then you take account what the impact of Derek White. He stepped up. He made shots for y'all, but he wasn't the floor. He wasn't the floor general that y'all that y'all needed. No, he's Jason a three Tatum, and D guard. That's what he he's is. He's a three and D guard. The same and the same thing goes with Marcus Smart. You right. had a three and D guy. You had guys that step up. You try to play unit like basketball, where everybody's going to be a floor general. No, that does not work like that. No. Then you have to deal with the level of intensity that you was trying to get from your coach. To be able to make sure you keep your foot on the gas. You did not have that. Joe Mazzula, I think he's a good coach. But compared to Ime Udoka, who instilled that level of intensity. And I said this last episode. You shouldn't have let him go. Because the difference between Udoka and Mazzula. Udoka makes you want to play defense. He's going to hold you accountable. Missoula's not going to do that because not a lot of guys on your team is going to be uh, not a lot of your guys on your team respect Missoula enough to go ahead and like want to be held accountable by that dude. And you combine all that together, you get what you have. Mind you, my Hawks came back on you down to what were we down fifteen down down twenty five in game five something like that. Trey Young and Trey Young he came all the way back from that second round. You let James Harden bust 45 on you. Then when MB came back from injury, he bust he bust about 30, he bust about 35, 40. I think he uh, like in game in like in game um in game five again. Now credit to Jason Tatum who was who was playing horrible in that series, but mm-hmm. later on catch fire in, uh, in the fourth quarter game six. Right. And then we all know what happened in game seven. So y'all made him quit, but we mm-hmm. start but we kept seeing Spurs. We always saw the talent. That's what Vegas and the betting odds always favored the Celtics on because we see the level of talent that they have compared to the rest of the East. But the problem, uh, but the problem we also saw, if you really pay attention, the way they play and the way they play throughout the entirety of the game is not sustainable because no. the, because when I say, I say this, I say this because it fits the definition. This Celtics team were front runners. If they had the lead, big lead, late in the game. And when the other team gives up, they're good. But if you go against a team and you got a lead and they not quitting, they not laying down, Celtics might Celtics might get too lax and then they overlook their opponent. The problem is they know that they're good, and that's the issue. They know how good they are. They go into this with this mentality that they're – and I, I say this with – they are a great team on paper. Good. They're, okay. They're they're a great team. Yeah, I, I say they're really good on paper. Yeah, they're a great team on paper. Good, but they they need they are missing one piece. No, they're missing two. What are the two pieces? They need an enforcer. Okay. Basically, Which, let me, let me Williams, tell you, the Heat got more than one up. enforcer. Yeah, Williams needs to step up. No, 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 no. I don't mean that type of enforcer. They got more than one enforcer. Say, who on the Heat? will stop any type of issue or conflict in a heartbeat in the locker room or on the court. Who's the enforcer of the heat? I would say Butler. No. Spolstra? No. 
Who? Udonis Haslam. Oh, that's true. Who on the Celtics is Udonis Haslam on your team? That's that would be Horford, but that's about it. No. Horford, Horford's the oldest Look, dude on the he's team. Su- he's supposed to be, mm-hmm. but he ain't UD. No. God, we've heard too many reports, too many stories, and we're seeing it ourselves. Udonis Haslam is like, he is the enforcer. He is the bodyguard. He's like, if anybody pays attention to Batman, you got Rachel Ghoul and you got Ubu. All right. Pat Riley is Rachel Ghoul. Eric Spolstra is the son is gonna be the son of that. If Rachel Ghoul had a son that's doing his job, Rachel Ghoul's gonna support his son. Pat Riley's gonna support uh Eric Spolstra. Ubu, the right-hand man, the bodyguard to make sure everything's gonna fall in order. And if you got a problem with it, you gotta see him. That's Udonis Hasman. The point I'm trying to make to you is this. The Heat did not have nobody. No, no, scratch that. The Celtics did not have nobody that was the enforcer on the court and in the locker room where he said, like, bro, if we got issues, that dude's gonna squash it. Yeah. And the coach didn't, and the coach didn't, Missoula didn't help out on that. He tried to take some of the blame away. And that's another thing we gotta mention as far as his interview skills, because they haven't been that good at all. But <laughs> he tried to he tried to be an enforcer, but a lot of guys don't see him like that. Your enforcer was Ime Udoka, mm-hmm. but he's gone. Mm-hmm. With the Heat, they had Yadonis Haslam, they had Pat Riley, and they had Spo. And remember, Jimmy Butler and Spo got into it a while back. Yep. Look where they are now. Yeah, they're fine. That it's... takes the culture. Mm-hmm. Right now, the Heat's culture got them where they are now. And because the way the Boston Celtics culture is, you get the results that you get. They need a true one, and then they also need a guy, an old, an old head on the bench who can just look at somebody and go, "You're being stupid." It can't, it can't just be any old guy. It's got to be somebody that got a reputation and like a whole lot of respect. Someone who's been here for a minute. So it's yeah. got to be someone who who knows what they're doing, knows the ins and outs of the game, can look at you and be like, "You're being dumb. Get over it." Yep. So, and that's right that the two pieces they're missing. The the thing the like I was saying though, Gilbert Arenas did the normal thing that every commentator does, or every you know commentator in any sort of you know any former athlete that got an opinion. And there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying he can't have an opinion. I'm just saying there are people who are acting like this is oh this is some great you know diss towards the Celtics. And I'm like okay that's fine, but like what he did is he did what every announcer does, and they speak until they say something. And what that means is they say a bunch of you know generic you know, cookie cutter comments. And that ends up getting to the point where it's like, yeah, they say this means nothing. When you actually look at what he says and you break it down, like, yeah, if you take away the big three of any team, they're terrible. You take away Shaq and Kobe from those Lakers, they're garbage. You take away any of the stars, they're bad. Like, that's the point. He, what he's saying is nothing. It's stupid. He's being dumb. I hate it. It was a dumb comment. I see what he means, but it was an absolute nothing. Let's move on. So let's get into what, like we said, in one of our last episode, this is a, uh casual fans nightmare of a finals matchup this is this is gonna be like ESPN, uh, possibly espn's worst nightmare right now i mean in, in theory again this goes back to being on paper i mean the, the heat fans are coming out in force there are heat fans that i didn't know there were heat fans and then there's all nugget the... fan, there's denver there's denver yeah. there's denver fans and nuggets fans that are coming out full force with what on like well earned and deserved yeah. but here's the thing uh this finals between the nuggets and the heat this is a Hooper's dream. Right. Because the only storylines that like really matter, who's going to win their first ring? Yeah. That's the that's the bottom line of this. You got Yoke, and scratch that. You got Yoke versus Jimmy. 
You got Jamal Murray versus Bam. You got Spot. You got Eric Spolstra, who right now is the best coach in basketball, going against Mike Malone, the guy that's been talking his trash and he's been backing it up. And a lot of people in media has had some issues with it, like the likes of like Nick Reich and them talking about like Mike Malone puts on this whole facade. Nobody really believes in the Nuggets, and which was true. Mm-hmm. But the Nuggets are fine. Uh, but that's only because nobody. Do you know about? I think on average, the times that the Nuggets were on prime time mm-hmm. was around like ten. On average, it's around like ten o'clock Eastern. You're talking to the guy who is a Jaguars fan. Who were never. This is the first time in years we've ever had multiple prime time spots. Yeah. So I you. Mean, so you understand. I get it. It's the a team pre- that everybody doubted, and they win. That they just nobody win really believed or know what's up. Nobody no. thought Jokic was going to be able to dominate. AD, especially look, the world really paid put, paid attention to the Nuggets after the Nuggets uh, after the Nuggets swept the uh, the Lakers, and then it became such a big thing that everybody got mad. Not at the Nuggets, they got mad at the NBA, saying like, "How could you let this happen?" And I'm like, "We got th- this is an issue because yeah. now people want matchups that they want to see. Understand this: this ain't a look. This is the NBA. This is the NFL." It's not this wrestling. Is not, this is not wrestling. This ain't boxing, and this ain't the UFC. Those are uh, like those are stuff that the, if the fans want to see those matchups, the organiz like the organization and the company is gonna make sure those are gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Not in ba- not in baseball, basketball, football, or soccer. Uh uh-uh. uh. You better hope and pray. Yeah. You better hope your team's good enough. But that's that's not how the game goes. So with this matchup, the preview, look, we already know. Nuggets number one seed that right now they're already heading favorites tonight. I think they're uh game one, I think they're favored by like plus or minus uh eight. I think that's the uh, mm-hmm. I think that's the spread. Uh, well, uh dog, when you look at this matchup, y'all should dominate, and I believe he's gonna dominate. Yo, I love Bam. Here's my thing. Bam. Here's my thing. Bam defensively is going to give or Bam offensively is going to give Jokic problems because Jokic is not a good interior defender. I don't think the matchup to watch is going to be Jimmy Butler and Jamal Murray. I think the matchup is going to be Bam and Yoke for sure. You're going to be paying attention to that because you're trying to figure out how is Bam going to defend him. That's really that's really going to be the question. But here's the other thing: the Heat love to run the uh, the Heat love to run that zone. Mm-hmm. They love to run that zone. So I'm actually interested to figure out how is Mike Malone going to scheme up something where the Nuggets offensively can dominate that zone because they're going to move bodies around. Mm-hmm. The key now, nah, the keys to this game, the Heat, they got to make their three point shots because the Nuggets are going to make theirs, especially in my high. Right. If the Heat are able to get game one, this is really going to be an interest. If they're able to get game one of the game two, this is really going to be an interest, interesting series because now you try to because now. You're trying to figure out who's at like where things can go because right now everybody's fixated on the Heat are not going to stop Jokic, which I believe they're not going to mm-hmm. stop him, but they can try to neutralize everybody around him because right. Yoke loves to move that ball around. He loves to move it around. Aaron Gordon steps up. Michael Michael Porter Jr. He's gotten better since that back injury that he had about a few uh, a few seasons ago. He's hitting his stride. He's getting confidence. KCP, who's won a championship, he's got that experience. Mm-hmm. That's what he's bringing to the team. Plus, he was hot and he was definitely motivated going against the, going against the former team with the Lakers. Not like they had an eight man rotation in the last series against the Lakers. That's their starting five. And you had Bruce Brown coming off the bench, uh, like contributing, Jeff Green contributing, and um, 
Should and, and I think they uh the uh, the other dude from uh from Kansas Brown. He he came in for a little bit. They really had an eight man rotation. The thing that I'm going that's that, like I'm I'm interested to see what Denver's going to do as far as their game plan for the series is going to be interesting to watch. With the Heat, Jimmy Butler got to get back. In. I I'm hoping that he ain't fatigued. I'm hoping he's not his legs ain't worn out because he's had to carry this team for a while except for the conference finals. Caleb Martin was going insane. Caleb Martin, he got to be able to stay hot. Other yep. guys, other guys got to step up. The Heat have to make their shots. They got to make those threes. They got to make those shots to keep in this game. Because the Nuggets, they are a team. They are. They're a team. Remember, I mentioned the Heat or the I-16 bridge. is a bridge on I-16. The Nuggets, that's an I-85 bridge with lights, with the cameras that the police be using to keep track of people that's speeding. That's, I, what, the, that's what the Nuggets are. They love me down here. That's a whole different story. But and here's my thing. So I think that I think the Heat take it in seven. I think the Heat take it in seven. And I'm I'm not I'm, just I'm praying this is a seven game series. I, I would love it to be a seven game series. I the last thing this game needs to be is a sweep. No, you don't need that because uh and we'll talk and we're gonna talk about this a little little bit later mm-hmm. on the show as we only got about a few minutes to love before mm-hmm. the number four game one on like you know tips off. But uh, we'll talk about this. We'll talk about the whole what ifs. Let's get into um, it now, man. I mean, I, I think Heat and seven. What do you think? Okay. Uh, and then we'll get into the, we'll get into that next segment. Uh, I'm going Nuggets and seven. I'm mm-hmm. I'm hoping and I'm praying for a game set, uh, like a, a seven game series. That's what I'm hoping and praying for. Right. Everybody think this is gonna be a snooze fest. I don't care what they think. I think I'm uh, like the reason why I was hyped and I encouraged this game so much. Besides, like everybody wanted your Celtics and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. That's that's history. That get all fun. that. I don't care. These two squads are nothing but dogs. They're real teams. They're the better teams because they play together. And they're dogs. This is a grudge match, man. This is a cage fight because mm-hmm. both teams are going to go at it. They play physical. And I'm not sure if anybody remembers this. Who remembers uh, the Jokic brothers versus the Morris, Morris brothers? Yeah. <laughs> There's a little bit of history with this. Now, the Morris twins ain't in Miami anymore. Mm-mm. And Jimmy Butler was never involved in that altercation when it happened about a nope. few years ago. But there is something to look at with that one. There's a lot on the line here. Now, let's get into the what ifs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Nuggets. What if the Nuggets win the title? Jokic cements himself as a top, as um, possibly in the case for a top 15 all time player. He definitely can make a case for a, a top five big. With this championship, look at his resume now. He's a two-time MVP. He's one of the top. Pa- I, I think he's the greatest passing big um, big man of all time. Right now, I understand there's other greats, but like from what we've seen, the way he he does it like magic. Mm-hmm. The way he facilitates, it's entertaining, it's flashy, and it's pro- and it's productive. What if he gets his championship? Where does he like? What if he gets the championship? What does he submit? I think he gets into the top fifteen, and I don't think he's done. But he definitely he's already submitted himself as the best big in basketball, and he's already submitted himself as the best player in basketball as of right now. But if he gets the championship, that's going to end all the questions as far as like where does he rank? Now the only question you got to ask: where does he rank among all time? 
and where do you put him among all-time bigs? Big-wise, you could put him, you could possibly put him in the five. That's on the Nuggets. And uh, like you, um, also Mike Malone, you, um, Mike Malone, right now he's already proved he's one of the best coaches in the game, without question. It's just like the championship just add on to legacy. Um, before we that's get our, the, that's before our, we get to the Heat. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Do you think before we get into it, I definitely want to I want to hop in on that Nuggets thing too because I, I agree with what you're saying to some degree, but I also disagree with some of it. Oh, so I can't say that if Jokic wins a Finals that he's going to be top fifteen all, or top five all time. Big, he, yeah, no, I know, but top five big, big all sentence. time. He's definitely in the he, he's in the running. He's easily top five big in the game, no questions asked. He's number one. Currently, he is one of the best players in the league. What this does is this continues to cement his legacy. It would be top five all time or top 15. He could be top 15 by winning the finals. I won't go top five yet because if Biggs, Biggs, if he repeats next year, then I'll give him top five. All right, let's 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 think about this. Will Kareem Shaq, um, help me out, Bill. Bill Russell. Bill Russell, four. yeah. Mm-hmm. And other bigs. Tim Duncan is a great big. He's a four. Tim Duncan's he... a four. That's a power four. We talk, okay, talking we're centers. Center, just center. Center. Okay, just center. Okay. Because if we're just talking. If, I understand when the position was basketball. Mm-hmm. Just center. We ain't touching that. Tim Duncan, we ain't touching that. No. Tim, Tim Duncan is. Tim, Tim we Duncan ain't God. touching that. Tim no. Duncan is easily one of the best. But we're talking about David Robinson. Dave Robinson. Mm-hmm. All right, that's that's five off the rip. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at the careers. Bill Russell, untouchable. Shaq, untouchable. Kareem, uh, untouchable. Untouchable. Will, Will, untouchable. Untouchable. You also got Hakeem. Dang. want to. That's what I'm saying. Ooh. He's not top five yet. Even if he wins a final, okay, he's, he's top, top ten. He's. I felt like you I'll give you top ten. I felt, but his thing, he was already top ten before he even get this ring. He'll stay top ten if he wins with two, two with the two MVPs plus the stats and the production. Mm-hmm. He's already and not to mention 10. he wins now. I feel I'll like he's you, already top ten there. I'll give you top Where ten. Where does he rise I, up? Like it, 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 it doesn't got, rise yet. He's not top he, five yet. I know. Okay, I'll take back the five. I will take <laughs> back the five. I, I'll take that one back because, like, the fact that I forgot about the dream. You forgot I, about I'm, the dream I'm, shape. I'm, sleep, I'm <laughs> sleeping on that. I'm sleeping on that one because I'm like. Dang, I forgot about that because like he got Dream got defensive player of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, there's a lot well, of good bigs in this game. That's the thing is I, I think get... the only the only way like Yoke can surpass him is gonna have to be multiple championships. But exactly. with this and one, that, he's in that conversation of the ten. That's what I'm centers. saying. He's gotta keep um, winning. If he wins multiple championships, then it cements his legacy. This would be a great stepping stone. But he's not top five yet. He's knocking at the door. Of okay, moves, yeah. But he's not top ten. Or sorry, okay, he's top ten. I, I, agree, I yeah. agree with that. I agree with that one. So um, I'll say that. Also, also, here's go ahead. Let me go on this route for the Heat. Mm-hmm. If the Nuggets win, if what if if the Nuggets win this championship, what it would mean for the Heat? Tremendous amount of respect, mm-hmm. and it elevates their uh, attractiveness towards getting big time free agents. But this would be the second time they've lost in the finals again. I agree with that. Going back 2020 in the bubble because they lost um, in the bubble. I, I agree. I agree that like now that team, now that Lakers team was the better team without question. That they was a, that was an actual team, but um, 
Jimmy Butler, this does not affect his legacy. It, it like what he's been doing elevates his reputation and his yeah. legacy. Um, it's now it's going to depend on how what how they play as well because if he just like if Jimmy if Jimmy Butler shows fatigue, like he's worn out, he is drained. Like every game, he's like he was. Uh, I want to say that game four in the NBA Finals in twenty twenty, back mm-hmm. when he was just had his head over like head like head over one of the um one of the banner or one of the banner boards in, inside Orlando. Mm-hmm. Then I'm not going to say okay, brother exhausted from doing all this carrying, and a lot of people are going to give him a pass on that. Right. Um. But that's again, that's on the how. But for the Heat, is going. Uh, it goes on the matter of. If the Heat lose this series, do does that take away from the teams that lost to the Heat? Does that take away? Does that look more bad on the Heat, or does that look more bad on the teams that the Heat have beaten on their way to this final? Because you think about this: Giannis lost to the squad, and the people want to drop his ranking among where he ranks in the NBA. Giannis was hurt, and that's the one thing I will say about this. But However, enough, but dog, I st- dog his name. When I tell you he looked scared in Game Five. He didn't want that ball, and then yeah. they walled him up. That's where I'm saying, like, that knocked him down. Yeah, no, I'll give you that. I was looking at that game throughout, like, thoroughly. I'll give you that. If the Heat win, though, what do you think happens? Because I agree with 100%. Now, if, yeah, Miami, now we're if, gonna, yeah. if Miami loses, yeah, nothing changes. They're still I, I, good. I don't think nothing changes. Nothing I changes. think everybody's going to commend them. Um, I think a lot of people are going to be – are going to be very like disappointed that like Jimmy Butler didn't get that ring and everybody wants him to get that ring. He's getting that whole ha- like especially like he's getting all that respect. Probably but, uh, Jimmy Butler's probably but my also second another thing that don't check. Also, is also the what if you can make a case Mike Malone like I still got supposed to number one coach Mike Malone can sal- and submit himself as up th- being up there as well. He'd be sure. one or two. You can go for back sure. and forth with that one. Um, now for the Heat, if the Heat were to win this championship. Jimmy Butler's a, uh, like is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Easily. He but he Jimmy, again, Butler, Jimmy Butler's a Hall of Famer. Kyle Lowry is a two-time champion. Udonis has one. Add that to what we trying to think. Was he on the team when uh when D Way won that championship in 06? Haslam? Yeah, Haslam's been on the team for a minute. Okay, so let's see. Two. Okay, you're adding championship number four to Udonis Haslam's career. Haslam's um, got some rings. Yeah, so like, <laughs> Haslam's got some rings. Yeah. Uh, spoke like Eric Spoelstra. He already submitted his legacy as one of the greatest coaches, uh, one of the greatest coaches of all time. With the job that, if the Heat win this, with the job that Eric Spoelstra's done, this is gonna be one of the most impressive. This is gonna be like already. This is one of the most impressive runs. This will be one of the most impressive championship runs that we have ever seen. The, the Heat pull this off on Eric Spoelstra by a coach. Now, I don't like with Jimmy Butler, legacy Hall of Famer, first ballot. Um. Guys on that guys on that team, they're just gonna be champions. But like this affects most with Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra. Um yeah. Well, because it also like shows that right. Spolstra's rings with LeBron and Wade and Josh and that team were valid. It wasn't just them carrying this valid. Spolstra actually this, knows but what also doing. this will make people look at us say like, all right, so everybody wanna look at the player. I get it. You need the star players, you need superstar players to win championships. Understand that. But with a championship like this, with Eric Spolstra, he gets his credit. He gets yeah. his respect. So with with Butler being a, with with Jimmy being a three, he's obviously not in the conversation. I gotta get to, for, I gotta get to the Nuggets, but go ahead. 
with, with Butler being a three, he's not going to be the best. He's not in the top 10 for best small forwards of all time. No, he's not close. And it's, it's no fault of Jimmy's, but the, you just that, like it's right. You got to combine regular such season. A deep position. Yeah, you, <laughs> you, you, you got you got to combine regular. You got to combine regular season and all the other accolades and stuff like that because let me because the issue is that, mountain's, that mountain's higher to climb because you've got LeBron, you've got Bird, you've got Julius Irving, you got Dominique, you have so many other. You forgot, forgot Melo. I forgot Melo. I, I, I can't I gonna, forget Melo because because like there's going to be another conversation if yeah. the Heat are able to win if the Heat win this championship. Right, you've got Durant. Does you have but- does Jimmy Butler surpass Melo? I don't know. That's tough. But and those are just current. Because I already got. Because right now I already got like. If you're asking me who had a better career between Butler and Melo, and the reason why I bring Melo up because I was listening to this on like a sports talk show, mm-hmm. and they were talking about like how top five players since the 03 draft, and they had top ten players since the 03 draft. Um, they had Melo in there. Jimmy Butler wasn't in it, but they said, but uh, somebody like, but Nick Wright pointed out if Jimmy Butler would have won this one. Um, Melo out and James Harden's out, and you put Jimmy Butler in, in there. I would take out James. I would not take out Melo. I got James out. Regard. I got James out. Regardless. James. Honestly. James should be out already. I wouldn't take out Melo. Uh, yeah, Melo? I got him. I got him out because only... like Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Look, playoff. Playoff. Jimmy's real. Mm-hmm. That ain't no, that ain't no made up crap. Hit me like, buckets. He he yeah. actually put it for a trademark for it. But and like to go to what you said about Melo, like it doesn't cheapen Melo's legacy at all. The only thing that Melo, we already know what Melo is. Exactly, we, we know what his legacy. The is. The only knock anybody has against Carmelo Anthony is the fact that he never won a ring. Yeah, and, That's and it. the fact that like let's be honest. Remember going back to that New York time before he signed that extension that where mm-hmm. he made five years over a hundred and sixty million dollars at that time. That was a huge contract. Mm-hmm. It was between that contract, the Lake, um, the Heat. No, it's because that uh, Okay, yeah, that was a Heat deal before the Heatles became the Heatles. But uh, when the Heatles became the Heatles, there was that contract, and then him joining Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah. Mm-hmm. And at that time, Joe Kim Noah was coming off a of Defensive Player of the Year, which is so wild to think still- that Joe Kim Noah was part of a big three. <laughs> yeah. Um. So. And not to mention, I think he had a good relationship with Tom Thibodeau because Tom Thibodeau was one of the assistant coaches of the Olympic squad. So he's had some he experience does. playing playing with him. So if he would have joined that, I think the Chicago possibly would have challenged, closely challenged Miami at that time. I won't say they beat him, yeah. but it would have challenged him enough and it would have gave Melo uh, a good opportunity at going for a title. The thing is, Melo. But he did not do that. He chose the money. I'm not going to knock it. No, I can't we, knock it either. We never knocked that. Melo didn't ever really have it team around him it was always him and then everybody else that was and part by, of the issue and by the time he got to the end of his career he went okay see and i thought exactly. that was gonna be it but like it wasn't sustainable because you know it just didn't work out no that's how it is but no let, let's do you think what happens if the nuggets lose this and then if the gotta... nuggets if the nuggets lose the, uh this one to miami Jokic's legacy is cement it's, it's still cemented mm-hmm. but like to lose to the Miami, mind you, the Nuggets are the number one seed. Miami is the eighth. Mm-hmm. If Miami were to win this, first of all, people are going to put more respect on. I think the NBA is going to start looking at uh, NBA teams are going to start really looking at more into undrafted guys, mm-hmm. guys that were not the first round pick. They're really going to emphasize more of that getting more role players on their teams to help them get to a championship. So that, like, I want to finish off on the Heat. I it slipped my mind. Want to throw that in there, but for the Nuggets. You could possibly make this a failure. 
the trolls are gonna be out for the like the nuggets saying like they were it. They were they were frauds. Um I'm not even gonna get into that. I'm looking at of the likes of not really much because the Nuggets have been the Nuggets have been dominant. Um, Jokic is still Jokic is still gonna be the best player in the league. Jokic is still gonna be the best big in the league without mm-hmm. question. Uh, Mike Malone, I think I think well, the only thing if the Nuggets were to lose this and lose this championship, um, it's just gonna be a lot of people coming and come and just gonna be coming at them for unrealistic things i don't think this affects anybody's legacy no i mean if you want to say uh yeah the nuggets were the number one overall seed and they lost to an ac miami heat if we look back at history that's possibly going to be the only thing but outside of that it's not going to affect nobody's like legacy really Jokic has already submitted that he's he's already done that the only what? thing you're going to get is just a bunch of trolls and laker fans saying like see if we was in the final like, saying, like, us, uh, like yeah. y'all got swept shut up Sit yeah down. Sit down, Lakers fans. Yeah, I, this, this is just gonna even, make the Lakers even look even Celtics more fan. bad. This isn't because... even Celtics fan talking. This is just reality. Y'all got blanked for yeah. nothing, and the games weren't even close. Sit yeah. down. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> sit down. I, not much really changed with the Nuggets, but the yeah. only thing that the only thing that you would say is Yoke, Jimmy, they're getting their first ring. Yeah. One of them's getting somebody's getting their first ring, and that's the bottom, and that's the bottom line of this one. And somebody's I'm here for it. Somebody's getting the first ring. Nobody's legacy is really get affected. The only thing it proves is that if if Miami wins, you don't need a, you don't need a team full of superstars. No, that's it, if Miami wins, it proves that we already know is that the East is better than the West at this point when it comes to teams and strength of teams. Yep, it shows that you don't. Also, We've been knowing that. Yep, and it shows that you don't need a whole. F- freaking band of superstars to win a championship no you don't you need like you said hard work outworks talent when talent doesn't work hard yep and that's it and don't get me wrong jimmy butler is all the here's the thing all all these guys are talented they're getting played or they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game yep we're not saying they're not talented but we're saying the some of these guys weren't the blue chip prospects coming into the league and they were developed over time and they're all role players Yep. Which is great. It it speaks to the heat building a no, good team. And nothing wrong with that. But at no. the same time at the same time, we look at it like there's more than one way to get a championship. Mm-hmm. This means a lot because now you just like you if you got those guys, if you have a still a steady culture, you have an elite coach, and you yep. got a team that can make shots timely, timely shots, you can win a championship. You don't need to be all stars. You, you don't need it to be all superstars. You do need a superstar. You need A and then a bunch of other guys to step up. Yeah. You need somebody. But you don't need a whole bunch of you don't need a whole bunch of superstars on your team. You don't need a team of guys. You just need one. So that's that's it on that one. Let's get into one little fun talk before we close out the show because it's almost game time as we're recording this. Shannon Sharp is no end, longer on Undisputed. Man, end of an era. It's a about time. I'm not gonna go that far. <laughs> I will. I will. It's about time. The fact that Shannon didn't kill Skip at some point during that show is insane to me. Shannon's gonna land on his feet and he's gonna collect an absolute basket of cash po- somewhere. He, he got his. Po- he got his podcast. Yeah, he'll be fine. Shannon's gonna be fine. I'm not worried about Shannon. Skip, I hate. I absolutely despise Skip Bayless. I think he's a moron. I know. I know. Uh, uh, he's. I, I hate. We, I could have a whole other separate show on how much I hate Skip Bayless. I could do a new uh, episode I, every week on what he's done. That's stupid. And nope, I, I ain't the only one. <laughs> but 
Hey, look, that's been one of my favorite shows for a long time. Again, I'm always gonna support Shannon Sharp. Dude's, dude's a not, he's a Georgia native. He's yep. from, he grew up in the 912 Glenville, Georgia. I grew up in the 912 Meadow, Georgia. Um, we're from like again, we're from the same area, so like a lot of things that we can relate to. Uh, so I'm always gonna support him. Uh, we already know he's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, got the podcast and it's flourishing. Hopefully, our podcast continues to flourish, maybe yeah. not on the level of his, but like you know, I'd be nice. But uh, hey, Shannon it, Sharp, we, we love you. Go, uh, go ahead and put the lot, show out there. <laughs> hey, a lot of great, a lot of great memories from that show. It's treated us good over the years, gave us a lot of memories. A lot of people were in like elementary school when the thing first came out. Now, like mm-hmm. some of them, uh, like some of those elementary school people are like they in high school, they in high school now, they in college. So you know. It's the end of an era. A um, lot, of, lot of great memories, but you know, you, you start to see a lot of, a lot of change and a lot of shifts. I think Marcellus Wally, he said this on TikTok once, like the relationship was uh, really just dying down, and you start to see uh, your partner, and like just the whole chemistry just fade. It was just dying. You hate to see it, but you know that's how the game, that's how the game goes sometimes. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just how it is. But all right, man, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Let's get you. Let, let's get in front of a game, so we or let's get in front of TV, so we can watch these games. Uh, as usual, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Um, I want also want to shout out Good Pods for giving us a chance to make a uh, playlist of our favorite sports podcasts. Uh, go check out that list. By the way, a lot of good people on that list. I uh, we could only fit five. I uh, wish I could have fit ten or fifteen. There's plenty of other people who are on that list. And if you want to find those podcasts, I will absolutely shout them out in one second. But before we get into that. Thank you for listening. Uh, go ahead and feed the algorithm gods with those five-star reviews and comments. We really do appreciate it. Don't know why it works, but it does. Uh, we're two dudes talking about sports and, you know, our spare bedrooms and everything. We're we're not algorithm people for Apple and, you know, Google and all that fun stuff. So we don't know why it works, but it does. So follow that. Tell all your friends. Word of mouth goes so much farther than the billboards do. We can buy a billboard in every major city with our faces on it and tell you to listen to the show. And that would generate a lot less traction than it would if each and every single one of you guys go tell somebody to listen to the show. So on that note, we appreciate you. Thank you for listening. Thank you all for sticking with us and kind of this inconsistent last week or two. We appreciate it. I also want to give a shout out to the following shows. Uh, These are the ones who retweet, you know, like our stuff. If you want to find our stuff, follow us on Twitter at TDSN pod. That's going to be the best place to interact with us. These are the people who retweet our show or also give us reviews or stuff like that. So if you want to shout out, that's how you do it. If you're looking for a wrestling podcast, go ahead and check out Austin over the Wrestling World podcast or go check out uh, Wrestling Fan Insight with John. Absolutely fantastic wrestling shows. If you're looking for other shows, I want to give a big shout out to Brent from 1420 Sports. Brent uh, is easily one of the hardest working podcasters I know. Dude does a, a different show every single day. I respect the hell out of it. Uh, he gave us a shout out uh, earlier this week on his show. So go check them out. Brent and Dave over 1420 Sports. Our buddy Jim over at Fan of the Van, you know, big friend of the show. I want to give a shout out to Aaron over Brutally Honest Sports, the guys over the BS in Sports Podcast, Nate's Daily Wager, our boy Darian at Chill Takes. We were supposed to have him on uh, scheduling mix up. We will get you on the show, Darian. I promise we will find a way to do it. Uh, Dave and John are, are over at Love of the Playing Field, the We Like Sports Podcast, Sports Betting with Jake and Scott, uh, Sports Bliss with Rob and Chris, and then uh, the Visit Vegas Places uh, podcast. That's not a sports show, but if you want to learn what to do in Las Vegas, go check Koi a lot. And he's great. So that's it. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Peace.